0: Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, coronavirus conspiracies abound. Also, APR's Chip Brownlee breaks down COVID-19 by the numbers. And Senate President Dale Marsh accuses Governor Kay Ivey for the massive job loss.
1: Liar! Liar! Liar!
0: Get back, witch! Liar, liar, pants on fire. All this and much, much more coming up next on the V. Welcome to the voice of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and we're joined by Josh Moon, investigative reporter and columnist for APR, and Susan Britt, my lovely partner and, well, my constant guide. (laughs) Hey, Josh, how you doing? All right, Joe. How are y'all? We're doing good. We're Outside of beautiful downtown Atlanta, <laughs> just having yeah, good well,
2: I'm, time. Yeah, uh, I'm in right in the middle of uh, of Madison, so we're, uh, well, I think we're we're all we're all still going from home, still going strong. That's right.
0: Yeah. Hey, safer at home, baby. That's right. So this battle between Senate President Pro Tem and the Governor is ongoing because Marsh just can't let it go. I mm-hmm. mean, Marsh wanted to control the nearly one point nine billion dollars. And federal relief funds that was supposed to go to help the people, businesses, and institutions of Alabama who've been suffering under the COVID-19. He wanted to use it, Josh and Susan, as a piggy bank, especially to build a $200 million state house. Now, last week, he went on Capital Journal, APR, uh, APT, and told Don Daly that it was Governor Ivey's fault that we had Four hundred and fifty thousand plus individuals in alabama out of work josh how do you explain the lunacy
2: well i i think this is uh, this is the result i believe of of a one-party system where there are never any consequences for being stupid all right and so you end up with a bunch of stupid politicians and and i would think that at this point I don't know if he always has been a stupid politician, but he is certainly being one now. And that's Del Marsh, uh, you know, and because this is dumb. There, there any any smart politician. Uh, would look at the numbers and would look at public opinion and would look at the facts of what's going on here and say, this is not a fight I want. I don't care how right I think I am. I'm going to let this go. We're going to move on, uh, and we're going to do whatever here because I am clearly losing this. Uh, She has beaten me at every turn, and she can beat me at every turn, uh, primarily because she has facts and numbers on her side. And I, I, you know, I don't know what else to say about a guy who just keeps on with this. I mean,
1: he was standing beside her, as along with Mac McCutcheon, when she announced the shutdown, when she announced the stay-at-home, and, and standing there in a mask, and 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 he's now blaming her. Yeah. What,
0: what is his culpability in I this? Mean, I mean, you, you, he helped make these policies. Now he's trying to claim that he was against them all along, but he didn't say much until I heard his feelings. He's mm-hmm. used to running over governors yep. like Robert Bentley. Yep. <clears throat> and Ivy, he thought, well, this is a you know, kindly, grandmotherly female, you know, female mm-hmm. governor." And, and he found out that she's more like a junkyard dog, and she took a bite mm-hmm. of his hindquarters, and he's, he's still whining. About right, it. And when she bites, baby, you feel it.
2: Now, yeah, really, they, they are accustomed to running over everybody. Uh, you know yeah. they have no they have no opposing party uh, there to stand right. in their way to do mm-hmm. anything, uh, so it, it's it, it's really odd for him not to get his way on whatever's going on, and so I think that plays a role in this as well. Uh, you know, it's just kind of a, an odd situation for for Dale Marsh, and I, it's just it's Ivy and them did the right thing initially in in shutting things down, and I think the majority of the state polling has showed agrees with that. Yeah.
1: Well, right, I, and she did the right thing with the amendment to the budgets, too. I right. mean, she did the right thing. She yes. said, we're going to spend this money the way it's intended to be spent and not as some sort of play toy. Yeah. Like they can run
0: well, I and- mean, Marsh and Mike cupboard when he was there, they always had a plan to spend every dime they could get their hands on. Now they have a governor that won't bow to their wishes. But the thing that amazes me, that he would be so petty, is that he would try... To to actually try to convince people that she was to blame for them losing their jobs, it's the COVID nineteen that caused it, you know. And, and this is one of those things we talking about. Uh, uh, Doctors Aswani and Eaton this week, they're both at UAB, and they wrote an op ed in APR talking about it's like blaming your umbrella for the rain. Yeah. You know, it, it's like. Yeah, it's raining. Well, yeah, this umbrellas just making it worse, you know. Yeah. And that's kind of what they were talking about. The stay-at-home order is not as a result of the virus. The, mm-hmm. the 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 problem with the economy is the virus. If you look at consumer confidence, it's because of the virus, not because of the shutdown, Josh.
2: Yeah, and if you look at just the the, the pure facts and the pure stats here um, on this, uh, we had a we had a major problem. In uh, infection rates that were increasing and hospitalization rates that were increasing. We did this. Those things slowed for a period of time. Uh, and now that we've gone back away from some of that stuff, they've picked back up again. So clearly, right. what what was they taking have. place there in terms of the shutdown order... Uh, was the right thing to do. Now, I mean, I think we could all argue whether or not we, we've come out of that way too soon and maybe should, should go back and revisit some of that stuff. Uh, but it, to say that that's what the, the shutdown order uh, or Governor Ivey is what's caused you to lose your job uh, is, is nonsense. I mean, what happened was everybody started getting sick and we were worried about a run on our hospitals and a whole bunch of yeah. people dying.
0: Yeah. yeah, and because we did what we did, the state did what they did, we didn't get completely overrun. But mm-hmm. since we've lifted some of those orders, Montgomery hospitals have been under siege. Yeah. Mm-hmm. they just have. have they, I mean, They're they had to I send people events. to Birmingham, ninety yep. miles away. I mean, it's crazy. But the point they were making, I think, is that look, this is this is the stay-at-home order was the safety net, but the economy. You you don't have to separate the two. I mean, mm-hmm. the economy is suffering because people got sick. People were going to, more people were going to die. And you can argue- The stock argue-
1: market basically crashed as, as the, the the news got out around the, the last part of March, middle of March.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, we got about 45 seconds. If you look at what's happened, the consumer confidence level has dropped precipitously. Mm-hmm. In Alabama, we're at 22, we're 22% lower than we were in March. As of May 15th, 22% drop off. People in Alabama are more confident in the their, their the future than most in the country, but I kind of think that may be because they're delusional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be. Uh,
2: Eighty-four percent of them also think the president's done a good job handling it. So you know maybe we all wait. <laughs> oh, no,
0: there you go. Well, somebody told me the other day that eighty-five percent of the state was Republican, and I said, "Who's the other forty percent? that voted Democrat." Anyway, yeah. we're gonna have to leave it right there. You're watching the V the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back with more news in a bit. doing today, babe? But I
1: thought I'd head down to the lake with the guys, do a little fishing. Of course, none of us will be wearing our seat belts. I'll lose control of the truck, wrap it around a tree, and kill us all.
0: Okay.
3: Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation.
4: I'm John Merrill. As your Secretary of State, my goal is to ensure that each and every eligible U.S. citizen that's a resident of Alabama is registered to vote and has a photo ID. If you're concerned about going to the polls on July the 14th, we want to encourage you to download an absentee ballot application at alabamavotes.gov or contact your local circuit clerk. Make sure you enclose a copy of your photo ID when you submit your application. We may not see you in person, but through absentee, we'll see you at the polls.
0: Welcome back to the V, the voice of Alabama politics. You know, I don't want to pick on Senator Marsh, but I really kind of do. When you're that dumb, right? You deserve yeah. to be beaten like a rented mule. mean, <laughs> come on. So Marsh, though, in—I don't think anybody believes what he said about Ivy, but he did say something in an interview with Don Daly that I do think a lot of people believe, Josh. And he said that he believed from day one. That this was an organized way to slow down the economy. Now I think no, he was the, referring the virus. To, yeah, the virus. Organized. 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 Worldwide. Uh, world, organized. World. Uh, Worldwide. Who conspiracy. organized this grand conspiracy, Josh?
2: Well, the Chinese did Bill, and and to pull it off, they killed several thousand of their people, and uh, then just decided to spread it around the world and kill several hundred thousand other people in other countries just to destroy the American economy. And right, uh,
1: all those Italians sacrificed themselves to COVID nineteen, right? Uh,
0: yeah, they collateral
2: I mean, damage. I just don't, I don't know what. I mean, it's so. People are so dumb about things sometimes, and you just wonder what sort of bubble are you living in? Uh, you know that you th- that you would believe this sort of nonsense and this sort of grand conspiracy of, uh, I mean, of this proportion. I, it's it's crazy to me to think that people would actually attach themselves to this nonsense. Right? That, that's not what happened. I mean, doctor, you can go out and read and, and research the facts of what took place, and this was are not those an facts organized on, event. On Facebook. Are they on yeah, Facebook? they're obvious, only on Facebook. They're only on huh. they're only on a Facebook or or a multiple forwarded email. Uh, they're yes. one of those two places.
1: Yeah. D- don't forget, you said the keyword there. Read. They don't even read yeah. the bills they pass. How are they going to actually read and research well, actual information? I
0: mean, <laughs> this is this is red herring at best, and just tomfoolery really, mm-hmm. and, and dangerous because the idea and what it is, I think, is people who live in fear. And, and just live in such a bubble, as you said. But I mean, if this goes back to the fact that the world is chaotic, things mm-hmm. are random, and you can't control everything. You just yeah. can't do it. And so well, I, when a president I, gets shot, they think, well, it must have been the Illuminati or the World <laughs> Council yeah. and, or right. the mob. Somebody had to kill JFK. You know, yeah, well, they can't believe just what guy.
2: I think, too, part of it is that there are a lot of people out here who believe this, but I think there are also a lot of people who push it uh, simply because it gives them a way to avoid uh, admitting, uh, the guy or the people that they support or that they have aligned themselves with, uh, did a poor job of handling this, uh, you know, yep. and, and at this point, I mean, really is, is any sensible person not looking at this and thinking that we've done a pretty poor job at, uh, at most levels of, of, handling this. I mean, really, uh, the, I would say the mayors, once you get down to the mayor level is, is about the first place where you can find somebody who's really, they really handled it well and gotten their arms around this thing. Yeah. Uh, and done, done a lot of proactive, taking a lot of proactive measures to keep their people safe. And you can look at the different cities and see how, how that's played out. But it's just, I think that's what they've grasped onto here is, is it's gotta be this grand conspiracy because otherwise we've got to admit that this guy, this bozo we elected over here, uh, not doing a very good job.
0: Well, the, 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 Atlantic did a poll and they found that 29% of the people they surveyed this was some over 2000 people back in March, 29% believe that the threat of the virus was exaggerated to hurt President Trump's re-election uh, efforts. And 31% believe the virus was created and spread on purpose. But that's like the same people who, who, who thought that <clears throat> some guys flying airplanes into the, the, the Pentagon and the World Trade Center in a field in Pennsylvania, they thought that this was a grand conspiracy once again by whoever they yeah. they want to find meaning in these acts and so they they go crazy but again this one seems to take the take the cake They're, i don't it just happens right Susan's it just happens. happens
1: i mean it's 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 the world it's biology it's you know there's no grand conspiracy right it's just you couldn't you know, the thing about a conspiracy is you actually draw lines yeah. from here to here to here. Yeah. You can't draw lines with this one. Well, I mean, you know, all of these other nations are not sacrificing their lives to make sure that Donald Trump doesn't get reelected. Coll- it's coll- absurd. Oh,
0: they hate Donald Trump. It's collateral damage. But yeah. I mean, on a serious level. Okay, we have seen government officials try to conspire before, right? <laughs> yeah. If we can figure it out, let's like Mike Hubbard. He, he really kept his financial dealings very close to the chest. small circle of people, and we found out he was a crook? You mean the entire... World, uh, you know, can't figure out who did this. I mean, only a small group of people really know what happened. I don't buy
2: it. Yeah, and I gotta say, you know, prior to all this, Donald Trump was doing a pretty good job getting himself, <laughs> you know, not losing the election on his own. I don't, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I don't really know what, to, uh, what they needed a, a virus to push out on people uh, for this yeah. amount of time. Plus, you know, there is the small fact that uh, more than 100,000 Americans are dead.
0: Yeah, really? that is no small fact. Yeah. And and a lot more, I mean, and I was gonna get that to that in the in the next part of the segment. This is such a huge point that there has been no collective mourning for a mm-hmm. hundred thousand Americans dead.
1: Yeah, last Sunday the New York Times printed the entire front page with a some, thousand names. With a thousand just a thousand, thousand. names mm-hmm.
0: of all of those. Well if you just look at the people who died have died in Alabama. If you stacked up their car coffins side by side, it would it would surpass 3 miles. Can either one of it can any of us imagine driving by 3 miles of coffins and and not having any emotion whatsoever?
2: Yeah. It, it, it has been, a, you know, it's been politicized to the point uh, on things now where, you know, you had the conspiracy theories, you had the blame that has gone around with things, you know, some rightfully so. And, uh, but uh, still, it's, it's been, you know, that's been the focus instead of uh, all these people who have died. And, you know, and, and when you have a situation where you have that many people who are dead and then you have a whole segment of the population who are still uh, calling the virus that has killed them hoax. Uh, yeah. you know I, I don't know what to do with that really and, and it's a shame and it and it's sad and you know i went and we all know people who have who have loved ones who have, who have been you know uh, stricken with the virus or you know in some cases have died from this and yeah. it, it's just a, it's a it's it's real and it's a sad sad situation and, and it's it really does an injustice to a whole lot of people and a whole lot of grieving people for people to act the way they are well
0: and and i i think we all feel that way and we, we know that people need help, people need to grieve, people need to be compassionate. Thanks for joining us today, Josh. Yes, sir, thank you all for having me. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. Chip Brownley has COVID-19 by the numbers.
4: I'm John Merrill. As your Secretary of State, my goal is to ensure that each and every eligible U.S. citizen that's a resident of Alabama is registered to vote and has a photo ID. If you're concerned about going to the polls on July the 14th, we want to encourage you to download an absentee ballot application at alabamavotes.gov or contact your local circuit clerk. Make sure you enclose a copy of your photo ID when you submit your application. We may not see you in person, but through absentee, we'll see you at the polls.
0: Hey, man, what are you doing today? Um, playing the game. Thought I'd go out for a drive later, maybe. Text some friends while I'm doing it. Scroll through social media. Kill a family four and a half four on collision.
2: Cool, man.
3: Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation.
0: of Alabama politics. Once again, we're joined by Chip Rowley, the man with all the statistics on COVID-19. Welcome, Chip. Hey, Chip. Hey, Bill. Hey, Susan. Glad to be with you again. Glad to be with you, always. Uh, I know we have terrible things to talk about, but it's important that people stay informed. We've been around four weeks since the initial stay-at-home order was lifted, and, what we're seeing is a rise in cases. There are some people who are saying that the rise in the number of cases is simply because we're doing more testing. Is that true or are there other factors here
3: at play? You know, I um, my answer to that is no, it's, it's not true. Uh, one of the most consistent things that I've looked at since May 1 is the number of tests that have been reported per day. And that has been very flat, um, with very, very modest increases since May 1. So since May 1, about 4,000 tests per day have been done. Um, On the flip side of that, cases are rising. On Monday of, uh, of this past week, we saw the largest number, of uh new cases in one day at more than 600 new cases in a single day And you know I've said over the last uh, few weeks that we've talked that we really shouldn't look at single day increases. So if you look at the seven and 14 day averages, those are also at the highest points that they've been since this has started. And you know this came exactly that single day increase and in the and the peak in the uh, uh, seven and 14 day averages came exactly two weeks after, um, we lifted restrictions on restaurants and bars. I don't think we can say that that is exactly the cause. Um, but, and it came three weeks after lifting the stay at home order. Um, so the numbers are going up. It's not because of testing. You can also look at something that, you know, people refer to as the positive, uh, the percent positive, which is the number of tests that are positive. Um, out of the total number of tests. And that metric is all, also going up, and we can talk more about that if you wanted to. But um, the situation not is not improving. Um, if anything, it's getting worse.
0: When uh, Dr. Harris, our public health officers, has agreed with that analysis, as has other uh, medical professionals that are, are on the front lines of this disease. Uh, you mentioned the positive rate Explain what that is and why it matters.
3: Yes. So the percent positive or positivity percent or percent of tests that are positive is is basically you look at the total number of tests that have been performed, including both positive and Uh negative tests. And then you take the percent of those tests that are positive and you get a number. And you track that number, and if it goes up, it's bad. If it goes down, it's good. So public health experts have said you want to be around a 5% positive. And back in early May, around May 1, May 2, we were down around that level, 3%, uh, 5%, around in there based on our 7- and 14-day averages of test increases and case increases. At this point, we're back up to around 10%. The state health department says we're about 12 percent their numbers are a little bit different um, but they basically track the same trend Uh, so you look at that and that also gives you an idea if you're doing enough testing because if you're doing widespread enough testing if you're doing enough testing you should really be capturing a lot of negatives you should really be getting a lot of people that don't have the virus if you're getting a very high percent of tests that are positive that means that you're really only testing people who are symptomatic or have been exposed and you're not capturing a wide array of people so that you can really track whether or not uh, the, you know, uh, the virus is still spreading. And that also plays into the fact that testing, we breached this milestone of 200,000 tests uh, the other day, which is a good milestone. Um, That's a lot of people that have been tested. But that increase came over the course of a month, and the day by day increase has been relatively flat. so you see all of these articles and people saying that it 's all because of tests that the case are, cases are going up, but we 're basically doing the same amount of testing that we were on May one, and cases are still much much higher than they were on may one so you know it 's interesting to me, and
0: I think it 's human nature that people want to, Susan, they want to see something positive. So what they say is, well, we're seeing more uh, uh, cases because we're testing more. So that makes them feel good. It's not not that more people are getting sick, it's just the testing. Well, this is a
1: scary thing. People are looking for any solace that they can find and and, in any way they can use these numbers to make themselves feel better. I don't blame them, but you've really got to look at the actual facts of what's going on here.
0: Because, Chip, this is the only way people can stay safe is if they understand the facts and follow the science. And science is messy. We know that. But we do know that wearing masks, uh, self-distancing, washing your hands, not being in large crowds, all those things are important to not spread the disease. And I think there's there's just a, it, there's a, this huge uh, battle now over whether you should wear a mask or whether you should not wear a mask. My opinion is if you're going out in public, it, it's kind of your community responsibility to look out for your community. I mean, maybe you can expound
3: on that a little bit more. Yeah, you know, I just think I get really fired up about this particular issue because it's so unfortunate that something like wearing a mask to protect other people has become a political issue. And, uh, that's just really unfortunate. And it's also unfortunate that you have a lot of, particularly, I think people my age that are out there and they say, well, you know, I'm not afraid of getting sick, so I'm not going to wear a mask. Or you also have uh, particularly, I think, men who go out there and they say, wearing a mask makes me look weak or, or effeminate or whatever. And it, it, it's an affront to my masculinity. Um, but the reality is that wearing a mask has nothing to do or barely anything to do with your own personal health. It has to do with the health and safety of the people around you. Masks offer a very limited amount of protection for you, but a lot of protection for the people around you. And we also know that about a quarter to a third of the people who have this virus show no symptoms or are pre-symptomatic right. and can still spread it. And so you need to wear a mask to protect other people because you might be sick and not know it. Well, and if a man thinks that a mask
0: makes him look effeminate, he probably needs to have some psychotherapy because he already isn't, isn't thinking like a man. Safety first, protecting others, doing what's right and being a good citizen, the rest of it doesn't matter much. All right, well, thank you for joining us today, Chip. We always love to have you on. Thanks for having me. You've been watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Stay safe, be strong, and have courage. You watch us because we watch them.